Hello and welcome back. This is the Project Upgrade podcast. I am your host, Lucas. And I am Samantha Wicks. And today we are talking everything about the reverse dieting phase. But first, what we want to talk about is our wins of the week. We want to get back into this. So, Sam, what was your win for the week? Well... I have two. You have two wins. Okay. <laughs> I can't pick between the two. All right. <laughs> I guess one could be for last week because we didn't do one last week. So <laughs> Yeah, catch up win. Yeah. So one was I learned to love hack squats. I've always hated hack squats, but um, I managed to get three plates aside the other day for six reps. That's with a bit proper of, form. That's a bit of weight. Yeah. Like full on going down, tapping the thing at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I normally can't do that because my flexibility is shit. But yeah, got it nailed. And then the second win would be that each day I've implemented a 30-minute time slot for education to okay. like learn for myself. I like yeah. that, becoming a better coach. Yeah, yeah. So whether it's, you know, reading a study, listening to a podcast or just watching a YouTube video, whatever it might be, as long as it's helping me elevate as a coach. Because now that I have all this brain power and I actually have the time to learn, I'm definitely going to try and emphasize on that over this time off, I think. Right, okay. So the body's feeling good, but the mind's feeling good now as well, yeah. being post-show. So you actually have the availability to start opening the education up. I like that. Well, you know what it's like pro- during prep? Like, you just don't have the brain power to do anything. Like, it goes through one ear and then out the other. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, your brain is just at full capacity already, mm. let alone trying to bring anything new into it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'm even starting a new course. Like, I'm doing all this education stuff. Yeah, I'm going that. to Bali next year for this course, which is going to be super exciting. Mm. But that's another thing that we'll talk about another day. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Everyone will hear a little bit more about that <laughs> in the coming weeks. Yeah, but no, nah, a few good wins. A few good wins this yeah, week. Yeah, we'll take that. We'll what take about that. You? The win of the week, I would say I've started sign- signing my first international clients, which are actually really, really exciting. So most of my clients have just been based in Australia. But this week, I have actually signed three international clients from the US, which Wild. is... Really, really cool. Um, Especially in one week as well. Like yeah. when you told me one, I was like, oh yeah, okay, like first international, okay. But then over the week, it's been like, oh, I've got another US guy and another. <laughs> and now another one from another country today. Well, yeah, later this afternoon, we've got a console call with a fella in Papua New Guinea. Just crazy. So yeah, we're, we're going worldwide now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually really fascinating because I would book the consultation calls in with these guys. And at that time, I wasn't sure where they were. A lot of the time, it was when we were organizing the time to get the console call sorted that we started talking about time zones. Mm. And I realized, oh, it's, what do you mean it's 6 p.m. for you right now? I've just woken up. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, and then I asked them where they're from and they say, Pennsylvania. And I'm like, oh, okay, you're in the U.S., Oh, this is a so first for me. Cool. This is this is fascinating. So signing a few international clients is definitely my win for the week, which would be awesome to continue going. Like, let's see where else we can, you know, help people all over the world instead of just Australia. So very exciting times. Yeah, <laughs> we've both had a pretty good week, I'd say. I think a great week. So everything's really rolling post-show. We're definitely. really getting back into our groove now. Yeah, so we're three weeks post-show now. Three weeks yesterday. Yes. Feeling pretty good, I'd say. Feeling for both great, of us. yeah. Yeah. Like... As soon as you finish the show, you're feeling good because you're eating a bit of food, but your systems aren't in place. You're not really in that routine. It does take a little bit of time, but we're definitely in our strides now, I'd say. Yeah. So today's episode, as we promised last week, (laughs) was all going to be about the reverse dieting phase, how we find it, some tips and tricks to get through the reverse dieting phase. We are at home, by the way, so if you can hear the dogs in the background, (laughs) once again. (laughs) Um, But yeah, just giving out tips and tricks to how to get through your first reverse diet, maybe, because I know my first one was so scary. I had no idea what I was doing. And I, I wish that there was something like this out there. I wish that I knew that other people were feeling the way that I was feeling or experiencing the things that I was experiencing as well, because you do feel very alone in your reverse diet. At first, I'd say like, you know, this is my fourth reverse now. So I'm pretty like, yeah, yeah. What's, what's, what's different? Like everything's happening as it should. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You've gone through it before. You know yeah. what to expect. You know that by week two, this should usually be happening. So you, you've done it before. So, it, you know, nothing's too surprising. But at the start, it can catch you by surprise, especially mm. because you've been doing such a different process leading up to that point. You're really just flipping it back and doing something completely different to what you've been doing for the past couple of months. Can catch you by surprise. And, you know, you really do feel a little bit, lost sometimes I find 
Yeah. I know for you, you were saying that you were very lost for the first couple of weeks in the reverse this time around. Like you couldn't really find your feet with your scheduling and things like that. How, how do you feel now? Now everything is good. Once It's all a momentum game, I find. Mm. Like once you start – because how I had done it, I tapered down my face-to-face clients leading into the show. So I started doing some reduced sessions just to give myself enough – time and energy to um, get ready for the show so then once the show had finished I had that next week off just to get everything all my systems back in place and just get everything rolling again set myself up so it did take a little bit of time to start falling back into that routine so for that first week you do feel a little bit lost just because the week isn't a similar week as what you're used to Mm. usually you're used to getting up at a certain time having work until a certain time and just having your whole week look the same but then I find when it doesn't, you know, have that same structure, you do feel like you do feel lost. I did definitely did feel lost. But once you start going through that for a few weeks and start getting back in the rhythm of things, you do start feeling like yourself again. I'm definitely at that point now, but it's very normal for the first few weeks to feel a little bit off, I find. I do think also, especially if it's your first prep, but I find every single prep, I come out of it like a different person. Like I've learned new things about myself I've overcome different things in different preps and I just kind of excel myself as an individual so of course you know this the routines but also what you might be doing during that prep may not serve you anymore you know what I mean like that job that you have or that schedule that you have of course it's not really going to align with you anymore after prep because you are a different person now I do feel like of people kind of feel like they've lost themselves in a prep because they go, oh, well, I'm, I'm not like I was before prep. Of course you're not. Mm. Of, of course you're not that person anymore. You've, you've done so much over the 20-week 20 20 time frame. Of course you're going to be a different person. So I think, as you said, like just allowing yourself to find that new norm, that new schedule and everything is very important regardless of where you're at in your fitness journey when you go through a reverse. I was the same after the July show. Mm. I remember after the July show, I had an influx of inquiries. I just opened up the posing studio. I didn't have time to breathe. No. And you just feel like you can't get your shit together. And it's hard. It's really, really hard. But the worst thing to do in those times is to expect a lot from yourself and expect the best of the best from yourself because Mm. it's not going to happen. A, you just finished prep. You don't want to be so on the on the ball you know like you've been on the ball for 20 weeks of course you want to chill out of course you want to be a bit more relaxed and have a slower morning not go for the morning cardio not stick to your food as much like I get it Mm. of course you don't want to be like that so allow yourself to have that time and don't expect you to be 110% in whatever it is you're trying to do post-show that will come but you've got to let yourself recover and actually find that new norm. I think also it's important to reward yourself a little bit, like reward yourself for that week off. Mm. Like you've just gone through this crazy journey that not many people can, making it to stage, getting on stage in the first place. So, you know, thank yourself for it. Take that week off, kind of do you for a little bit. Don't get straight back into the thick of things. Just say, you know, I'm proud of myself. I deserve to have a couple days where I'm just doing my own thing. I'm not stressing myself out because it is very easy to get overwhelmed that first week back just because your routine's out of whack. And like you said, you're a bit of a different person. So you've got all of these things floating around as well as just the diet change as Mm. well. Because the diet is kind of the staple of your routine. You've got your set meals that you have at the same time every single day leading up to prep. Outside of that, it does change a little bit. So you can feel a bit of overwhelm of what to eat or how often should I be eating? There's all these questions that pop up. So you don't want to overwhelm yourself by putting too much on your plate after show straight away. If you went back to work straight away after the shows and you maybe haven't had that one week off, I'd recommend taking that week off soon. Honestly, just agree. you know, go into work, ask for that week off, or you know, if you are an online coach, have that week off, whatever it might be. It's not selfish; it's actually necessary. It is necessary to have some downtime, regardless. Even if you're not going through a reverse, you just haven't had time <laughs> to just chill, and you feel like the world is on your shoulders right now. Mm. Take that week; you deserve that week. It, it's not a bad thing. Nothing, nothing's going to fall apart in that week. If anything, if you keep trying to push through and try keep trying to be this person that you're not ready to be at this point in time because you haven't had the rest you're going to be the one that breaks, Mm. not the things around you. Exactly. And you don't want to get burnt out either because, like, it's so easy after a big prep like that. If you get straight back into things, you haven't had a second to breathe. Like, the chance of you burning out is quite high after a show. So just have that week off. Kind of discover yourself a little bit. Kind of reassess your goals, what you want to do post-show, where you want to be, who you want to be. 
have that week to just really kind of sit down and just think about what your life wants to look like moving forward, I find. I always get asked by people, how do you get back into the gym post-show? Like, how do you actually want to train post-show? And I remember this time, like this reverse, you and I looked at each other. I think it was like the Monday or the Tuesday after show. We were in the car going somewhere and we went, we want to train. Like, do you feel like training today? Because no, I, ex- I feel like training today. I did not today. expect to feel like that. Because Neither. we had actually talked in prep, like we're going to have the whole first week off, like our body needs it, our mind needs it. But we flipped that switch really quick. Yeah, we still had the week off though. We still had that time off. We still gave ourselves a chance to recover and everything like that. But it was weird. Normally I don't want to train. Normally no. I want to take as much time off as possible and I'll just kind of ease my way back into yeah, it. Yeah, I think last year's prep I would have taken a week 10 days or something but I was in zero rush to get back into the gym yeah it's like you're not going to really lose any muscle by not going in for a week like it's quite healthy to just have a rest from the gym for a week if you haven't had a rest for what like three four months or something like that in prep so yeah it was very foreign to feel that pull to come back into the gym this time but I think because we have big goals leading into next year like we both want to grow like we've got a very clear vision of where we see ourselves but I think that's because we had a couple days to really just talk to each other and reassess our goals like I was talking about we've set our goal which includes smashing the gym so I think we kind of put all right we got to get into the gym because we need to grow (laughs) to achieve this goal that we've set next year so let's not waste any time so because we've reassessed everything we're full of motivation right now which I think is why we actually feel so good at the minute yeah, but if that's not you, that's okay too. Like you don't have to feel like you want to train just yet. Oh, definitely not. You want to find that love again. Like we love the gym. We genuinely love being there. We love working our asses off day in, day out. Like we just have that passion for it. If you feel like you may have lost that during prep, which is totally valid. It's very normal as well. You spend, what, three to four hours in the gym, depending on what you're doing. I've heard some crazy numbers in the gym. I think I was spending three hours in the gym every day. Well, when it comes down to your training and then also how much cardio you have to do. Posing as well. Posing, that's right. Posing, stairs, steps. You can be in there for like bloody half the day. Oh, yeah. It's nuts. Like you don't even see daylight. (laughs) Honestly, honestly. Especially if you work in a gym as a PT. I swear to God, like I forgot what daylight looked like sometimes. I can imagine. That was just (laughs) nuts. No, thank you. (laughs) But it is so normal to just have a, would you say a bit of a resentment to the gym almost? Of course you don't want to be staring at the same four walls every single day. You want to have some time away from that. And you do feel like you're going through the motions. You're like going to the gym, stay there for hours and hours, essentially doing the same thing. Mm. Getting on the treadmill every day, getting on the stairs every day. Like you do lose the love for it eventually, especially in these last couple of weeks where the energy starts going down, the self-doubt might creep in, but you're still going into this place, still doing the same things. I've personally felt that pretty much every prep. You do mm. lose the love to an extent towards those last couple of weeks. Like I would almost dread going into the gym. Oh, 100%. I, I would I'm much rather same. go outside and like it's, it's funny. You always think the weights are fun, the cardio sucks. I was getting to the point where I was looking forward to getting outside, getting some sun on me, going for a walk and get my steps. But the thought of going to the gym, even training something fun like shoulders and arms, right? Yeah. I would just, I would hate it. I would always put it off a little bit. I'd always find little things to do before going into the gym because I didn't have that fire to get in there. Yeah. And I hate that. And that's why I always like having a bit of time off after the show because you want to miss it, right? You want to not go for a while. So you think, I actually miss going to the gym. It's been a while. You want to find that love for it again. You definitely want to find the love because that's when you see the real progress in the gym. And it's an escape for a lot of people. Yeah, Going to the gym can definitely be an escape. So if it's something that you start dreading, uh, it's not really an escape anymore. So how do we find the love? I always recommend to my girls, take the first week off. Just just take that as a week off, even if you feel like training. Just have the week to yourself. The second week, go if you want to. Not a force. Like Just wake up and go, oh, do I feel like training today? Yeah, okay, I'll go. Yeah. And then what do you train? You just train whatever you want. If there has been this machine that you have not touched for 20 weeks because you've been in prep, go and do it. Mm-hmm. You want to go do a back squat? Go do a back squat. Mm-hmm. Have fun in the gym. Find that love in the gym again. And then add in the program, get back into that when you're ready. I haven't started my new program yet. Yeah, right. I just haven't. I've just been having fun. I've been running around the gym like, ooh, I haven't done a hack squat. I'm going to, ooh, this is fun. That's literally been me for the last three weeks. And you might discover something that's like this golden gem, right? Like Now the hack squat, you love the hack squat. Mm -hmm. If it was never programmed, you would have never figured that out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So just have fun, get back into it when it's time to get back into it or when you feel ready. There is no perfect time. It's the time that is most perfect for you. Exactly. 
And another thing on that, do not expect to be lifting crazy weights as no. well. <laughs> like even if you got straight back into the gym after prep with no time off, like you have been so depleted for this show. Do you think your body is running as optimally as possible? Definitely not. But then especially if you have a full week off, like you guys know how it is. If you go on a holiday the first day when you come back to the gym, you're not pushing good weight. So just expect to have a bit of a feeling out period in the gym just like a week or two of going to the gym where you're not maxing out everything and you don't want to be as well. You want to kind of ease your body back into weightlifting. So just go through the motions, just lift how you want to lift. Don't try to chase the numbers or anything like that. Just get the body moving and then eventually you'll build that momentum up and then start getting back in your groove and that's when you start pushing the good weights. But at yeah. the start, don't focus on that. Just focus on having fun in the gym. 100%. But let's move things to the diet side of things. Probably the most confusing part of the reverse, I would say. And I think, honestly, it's because there's so many different methods out there. Mm. So when there's so many different methods, there's obviously different people, different athletes that you might be looking on Instagram and going, why isn't my reverse like theirs? Like, I know for a female, mine's a bit out of the ordinary for some. Like, I'm already on 3,300 calories. Yeah. Three weeks post-show. I can guarantee majority of girls are not on the same as me. And I'm sure you wouldn't recommend that to everyone that listens to this. God, no. God, no. But it's what is for me at this point in time. We know my body can handle it. We, You know, it's my fourth reverse. We know what my body can do now. And you've got the data on that. You've yeah. done this multiple times. You're with a coach that knows how many calories you should be on post-show. Exactly. On a cookie-cutter calorie recommendation for a females even you know at your age at your height like you can't really base yourself off somebody else's reverse exactly and then you know you have different methods of a reverse like you know slowly increasing your calories or just going straight to maintenance like it can cause a confusion and almost make you feel guilty that you're doing something wrong and i find also the stats of people you know like people do like little updates of their post show like mm-hmm. oh i'm only a kilo up from stage i'm doing this much cardio la, la. i've done it I'm, I'm guilty of it to be honest i kind of want to steer away from it personally because i feel like putting my stats up there is not helping anyone else mm. it's really not like i might briefly mention it in my stories like the other day i was like oh i'm three kilos up from stage weight but that's all i said i didn't say anything else but it's because i found that a lot of people were getting confused like, well, why aren't I three kilos up from stage yeah. weight? Why am I five kilos up? Or why am I only one kilo up? Am I doing something wrong? Mm. Or even it would cause like a judgment thing like, oh, this girl's three kilos up. <sighs> I'm two kilos up. Yeah, like, I'm oh, doing she better must, than that. Yeah, exactly. She must have blown out. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. That's not the case at all. So let's just cut the crap for a second yeah. <laughs> with that side of things. And let's just remember everyone's on a different journey. Just like prep. You don't go comparing your prep to other people. Certainly not. Don't go comparing your reverse to other people as well. You know, everyone is going to be different. So let's just make that clear <laughs> before we get into it. Absolutely. <laughs> but I guess one thing that a lot of people struggle with is finding that balance again and finding that humanity, how to be human, how to have that balance and how to not feel guilty or blow out. That's a big fear for a lot of people. Yeah, how to so. keep the shreds in air quotation marks as much as possible. There are a lot of fears around the reverse. I used to be scared of the reverse. Yeah. I used to be petrified of reversing but this is the first reverse that it's you and our walk this morning it's the first reverse that i've actually accepted me and accepted that i'm going to put on body fat i'm going to want to eat some food i'm going to want to eat out but that's all about being human i'm not going to be having shredded ab veins for much longer and that's okay and i'm totally okay with that when in past reverses i've definitely found myself trying to keep the weight low or trying to be strict or trying to make myself feel like I'm doing something wrong if I'm not 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Or if I do look a tiniest bit out of shape, I shouldn't wear a crop top mm. because people can't know that I'm out of shape in air quotation marks. Yeah. Like I, was, I would always be so negative on myself. But this reverse, if I want to wear a crop top, I walk out in a crop top. And if anyone goes, oh, she's looking a bit fluffier. Well, of course I'm looking fluffier. Yeah. I think also you put too much thought into how much other people will yeah. judge you. Like no one's going to think that, you know yeah. what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you might be a little bit fluffier than what you were on stage, but you're still taking care of yourself. Yeah. Like you're still eating well. You still look great. It's just no one would think that, but you do get in your own head like, oh, what if people do think this? So you start wearing like the baggy shirts. And yeah, exactly. So yeah. yeah, just because you are a little fluffier than what you were on stage doesn't mean you're out of shape. Doesn't no. mean you actually are fluffy. It's a completely normal thing to add on a little bit post-show. Because when you think about it, that stage day, 
that is made for that one day. Your mm. physique is only for that one day. You shouldn't actually be able to maintain that post-show and you shouldn't want to because all the protocols that you use to get to stage day, you're going to have to keep maintaining those post-stage day to keep that physique. All those steps, the Stairmaster every day, mm-hmm. eating the way you're eating, low calories. Feeling if you like want, shit. Yeah, feel <laughs> like absolute shit. No sex drive. All of these negative health implications. You're going to have to keep doing these to maintain that stage physique. You can't simply reduce your steps post-show and eat a little bit more food and expect to stay that same physique. But you still can keep it in a good range, right? You just have to be smart about it. But I think you've got to accept that this is just a one-day physique, right? So you are obviously going to stray away from that a little bit, lose a little bit of definition. But, you know, that can be an exciting time. Like once you start eating a little bit more, you can see your muscles fill out. I personally like my physique a whole lot more the weeks after show. Mm. I suck down so much for these shows. So like, I'll, I'll actually look back and see the photos stage day morning when I wake up. And like, yeah, the shreds are there. But I feel so small when I look at the photos. But like right now, a couple of weeks after, like the shreds are still there, not nearly as much as what they were stage day, but just feeling a whole lot fuller. Yeah. But that's something you should actually be excited for post-show, feeling the muscles back up, actually looking quite full and strong. It's a, it's a nice look and you should also be more excited for that than keeping those, those razor-sharp shreds. So just coming yeah. to terms with the idea that you actually will put a little bit on but it can be a good thing. But also, like, what is your priority right now? Is your priority to keep the shreds or is your priority to be healthy again? You're asking me this or asking the people this? You? I guess I'm asking you. Sure, ask me this. Well, <coughs> at the moment, growing. So growing is definitely the main focus No, no, no right out of now. the two. Uh, so shreds or health? Shreds or health? Growing? Oh, health for sure. Yeah. And yeah. why? But why? Why is health your priority? Well, shreds is, shreds is just a temporary thing that I want to achieve to do well at a bodybuilding show. Health is long-term. So I'd never want to sacrifice something long-term for something short-term. And prep isn't healthy. Prep is not healthy, but it is something that you accept that you're willing yeah. to go through to achieve this goal that you put a lot of uh, emphasis on, like something that you're really motivated to do. You're, you're willing to accept that there will be some negative health implications. But the second that you're out of that, you want to focus on health 100%. 100%. Because right now I'm in no position to do a show or like I'm not trying to do a bodybuilding show anytime soon. So it goes back to the primary goal of health focus 100%. Yeah, focus should be go and get your bloods done. What are your bloods looking like? What do you need to improve? Get that fixed Mm -hmm. first because your bloods aren't going to be perfect. I think my bloods came back perfect once, which was after the July show. Every other one, there was something wrong and I had to go and fix that. And that's okay. It's the risk that I take going into a show. I understand that. But that should be your priority first. And if that means that you have to put on a little bit of body fat to get your period back, for example, Mm -hmm. that's okay. Us females actually have to have a certain amount of body fat to have a period. You know, when you think about what we actually do as females – we have a little body fat to protect the child. That that's the whole point. You know, and our body goes, oh, we, we, we can't even take care of ourselves. We can't take care of a child. Yeah, of course. Of course, you know, your period is going to leave. There's obviously lots more science and stuff behind that, but you need to accept that body fat isn't unhealthy. It is actually healthy. Yeah, and then flipping that back, what is unhealthy is being as shredded as we get on stage. Yeah. That is actually quite unhealthy. It's much more unhealthy than having a decent amount of body fat on you. That your is body, far it, more healthier. Your body is trying to not die. Yeah. That's literally what it's doing in a prep. Pretty Wild. Much. Well, that's why you lose your sex drive. That's why you lose all these other non-important processes because your body's like, well, we just need to stay alive. Yeah. We just need to put all of our energy in these essential processes like breathing and being able to stand and move. We're going to put all of our effort and energy into that. We don't need the sex drive and all of these other things. They're, they're non-necessary processes that your body is wanting to do. We're, we're just trying to keep you alive. Exactly. And when you think about it, your body wants a little bit of fat on there as extra fuel to keep going like if you were like in a danger dangerous position like if you say were starving or something your body uses that to stay alive like you don't want to have no body fat on you obviously we do want for bodybuilding shows but you know the ideal body would have a little bit more body fat than a bodybuilding show so getting back to a homeostasis level where your body is just running optimally post-show is definitely key yeah i do think before we get into the food side of things in a bit more depth 
if you're struggling with body positivity or just, you know, your self-worth at this point in time because you do feel a bit fluffier or whatever it is, work on that. Really focus on your self-talk and your self-love and how you speak to yourself on a day-to-day basis. Get rid of the outdoor noise and just focus on the inner work. Mm. And if that scares you, that's your sign that that's what you need to work on. Go into therapy. That's okay. Mm. Therapy's great. I'm in therapy. I love therapy. If Honestly, I think because I'm in therapy, I'm able to accept this reverse a lot easier Yeah. because I've had that inner work done. When in past preps, I haven't had therapy. I haven't had that inner work. Sure. So not saying that everyone has to go to therapy, no, but no. you know, it's what's worked for me. It might work for you. But definitely dig deeper. Why are you feeling the way that you're feeling? Why are you talking about yourself in that way to yourself? Your body is your home. Like that's what you're living with for the rest of your life. You want to take care of it. You want to nurture it. You know, I literally, if I catch myself being nasty, being like, oh, you look fat or, oh, you Mm. look, you know, whatever it might be in my mind that day, I will snap out of it instantly and give myself three positives. I go, oh, but I got an ass again and I got boobs again and I'm healthy. Like, you know, I'll give myself those positives and suddenly I don't care that I have that little fat roll on my stomach again, you know? Suddenly that just doesn't even matter. Because as a female, we lose our femininity. As in like, you know, you don't have that big peachy bum or you don't have the boobs anymore. Like you don't have that, those curves. They go, they leave. It's really nice to have it back. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Even with the trade-off of a little bit of body fat, right? Exactly. 100%. Mm-hmm. I hate the feeling of like, I think it's maybe two, three weeks out when this happens to me, but I literally stand there and I'm like, wow, I'm a, like, I'm tiny. Like I, I've lost everything. I have nothing on me. Yeah. You know, like it, I when hate it. When you're flat. Yeah. When your I muscles just, aren't pumped. The glutes don't yeah. have any pump to them. Yeah. You lose the curves quite a bit. Yeah. I just lose that what makes me, well, me personally, everyone's different. But for mm. me, I just lose that female side of me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's that's not nice. Like, I don't like that. So yeah. when I get it back, I'm like, woo! You know? Well, that's what I was talking about when I said you get that full look. Because like even yeah. with guys, you lose that masculine touch when you start feeling that flat look. Yeah. And you do feel a bit like just straight up and down. You don't have those like crazy big shoulders or like the crazy V taper because your muscles are flat. They're deflated. So it's kind of the same thing. You lose the masculine look and then you lose the feminine look. But then post show, you gain that back because your muscles start filling back up and you start regaining that. So it is an exciting time at the reverse for sure. Your body's been through a lot. So just be kind to yourself. It's easier said than done, I know, but really just push the focus to that side of things you, you can't just switch that off no. you can't just put a t-shirt on and be like oh it's fine like, it no. is, it's tricky because you've spent so long in a period where the only goal was to lose body fat mm. you spend months and months every week every day just being like i need to get rid of body fat body fat body fat and then for one day to happen and then immediately flip the switch and to start seeing that body fat come back it's so easy to think, oh, well, my goal was to lose body fat. I'm instantly putting it back on slowly. I'm it's losing. Confronting. Yeah, it, it takes you by surprise. And it's easy to feel like a failure. Like I've done that before. Like you get in your head and you're like, well, I'm, I'm going backwards now. I've spent all this effort, time, heartache to get to this position. Now I'm going backwards. I'm, I'm throwing all this away. I remember thinking that to myself a few times. Like you're an idiot. You're throwing this away. You've worked so hard for this. What are you doing? And you start reassessing everything you're doing, like what you've eaten that day, what you've eaten the past week. Should you have trained more? Should you do more steps? I've no joke. I told you this before. I've gotten to a point where I was in the same week after the show. It might have been like five days after the show. I contemplated going back on my 2000 calorie one week out cutting diet. So Mm. I was like, I've put on this weight. Like I'm an idiot. Like what have I done? Let's go cut again. I've, I've no joke thought that. And I didn't do it, but I was like highly contemplating it because you look in the mirror and you're like, I've got to get rid of this. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've worked so hard to get this physique. You do realign yourself, but the reason I'm saying this is it's very normal to feel like that after show because you've spent so long going towards a certain direction to go backwards in a sense. It can make you feel like you're doing something wrong. You just need to switch your focus. So obviously the focus was physique focused. It was fat loss, fat loss, fat loss, like you said. Mm. Now the focus is health, lifting heavy, training hard, being finding, human. Finding the love of the gym again. Yeah. That's a big one. If So if you're finding that your focus is still physique focused, switch it. Yeah. Switch it to something else. Like mine has honestly just been 
loving training again. That's like just being in the gym, performing well, feeling good again. Like that's been my focus personally. Now saying that you definitely can have these other focuses, but you can still stay lean. Yeah. Now that's we're not trying to say that you've got to accept that you're going to lose all of your shreds yeah, no, because not at you're all. trying to become healthy and find the love of these things. You definitely still can keep everything quite lean. I like to do that post-show. Like I definitely don't like to stray away too much from the shreds. Like I, I, like I enjoy being lean. I enjoy being lean year-round if I can, but just extra lean for a show. But I definitely do accept that I will lose a decent amount of shreds yeah. after the show. But you can still keep things quite tight. Oh, definitely. So you definitely don't want to try to stray away too much from the ideology that you had in prep of you know structure and eating healthy and just keeping in mind what you're putting into your body. You don't want to – this is what I find sometimes. You don't want to find that prep is a finish line. Yeah, no, Where you it's hit not. the finish line, you're like, all right, I can do whatever I want. I'm glad that's done. You know what I mean? That's that's when you can go downhill real quick because you realize yeah. the choices that you make are quite detrimental. So keeping the same ideologies of just keeping everything healthy, just a little bit more of it, right? Just increasing more of this healthy food that you're putting in your body, still moving the body as well. You still do want to be quite active. Go to the gym a few times a week, get some steps up. So just doing similar things that you're doing in prep, but, you know, just tweaking them a little bit to be more focused towards these other goals. You can stay quite lean while achieving these other things at the same time. Definitely. So let's chat about food. Food, I, I love like food. I feel like we've been, like, <laughs> talking about this a little bit here and there in the podcast. Sure. People are, like, itching on their seats, like, talk about food! <laughs> so you get them hooked, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so food. Food. Food is very hard after show, especially... If it is, like, you know, prep is a finish line, like I can definitely say that if you have that mentality towards a prep, it makes it very hard because you do eat off plan, eat everything in sight, you go back to whatever it is that you were eating before and then suddenly you're holding water weight, Mm. you've gained five kilos, even ten kilos depending, like (laughs) (laughs) you're different, babe. That was an attack. (laughs) No, it wasn't. (laughs) It wasn't. But you know what I mean? Like it's it's mainly water retention. Yeah. Like pretty much all of it is going to be water retention. Yeah, of course. And like you you don't understand that because you aren't educated. All you you see is you in the mirror not looking shredded as hell. And you're like, I put on all this fat. Yeah, and you instantly think it's body fat. Yeah, and instantly. you go, what is going on? What, what's wrong with my body? Why can't I just do what I want to do? Like, it becomes this massive toxic cycle A little in bit. yourself. A yeah. little bit. And then you start to restrict again. You start to go back down to the 2,000 calories like Lucas yep. was going to do. And then you binge because you're restricting. And then it's just this constant <laughs> cycle. And I say this in confidence because I've been there. So many clients have been there. So many of my friends have been there. I've, I've heard it all. Yeah. I've heard all of the horror reverse stories and it's, it's hard. Reverses are never easy, even when you're experienced. Like I've, as I said, this is my fourth and I can still say that it's still not easy. There are moments of, oh, oh my God, I'm over this already. You know, yeah. like it, it is what it is, but it's the sport that we do. And it's really important that for people who are thinking about going into a show, you never look at show day as the finish line. Yes, it's the finish line of that chapter, but it's the start of a reverse diet. It's the start of, okay, I've got to make sure that I'm healthy. I've got to make sure I'm not an idiot in this reverse diet so I can somewhat maintain the hard work that I've done. So then the next prep, I'm not having to lose 20 kilos to get stage ready. So then I only do have to lose, you know, five to 10 kilos for stage. I think I was only six kilos up from stage weight when I started prep for July Six kilos up. Yeah, I think okay. I was, yeah. But you start, well, yeah, you stay quite lean in the off-season. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you know, my last reverse, I did. Properly. I, yeah, I, I actually did it properly. Yeah. And I actually did, didn't restrict though. I was still human. Like, I found that balance. Yes. And so I was lucky to be in that position. And, you know, I worked hard for it. You're not lucky, I wouldn't say. But you know what I mean? Like, I was, I worked hard for it. I, I learned, I was educated. I understood what my body was going to feel at certain times. That that comes with time and experience. It's one of those things that you don't understand at first. Mm. I didn't know that I was going to be hungrier after show. I didn't know that the more food I was putting in, I'd be hungrier in the first one. It's crazy one. how that works. You wouldn't think so. You're starving. You're starving if you're eating way more calories than like mm-hmm. say your one week out diet. Yep. It's crazy. Like you'd be eating almost no food in peak week and then wake up not even that hungry. 
Your body's just so used to it. Yeah, yeah. But then you give the body what it wants, and it just goes, "Oh, give me more." Well, it just expects more. it. That's yeah. the thing. It's like, "Oh, we've got food now. All right, let's keep it coming. Yeah. Keep it coming." Yeah, and you know, this is where people can end up binging because they eat more food and more food and more. Because their body is getting that signal. So yeah, they're like, okay, I'm going to answer that signal. Yeah, and sometimes you know, with I guess not the healthiest choices. For example, if you were to go and eat all these donuts. Your cravings are going to be through the roof. And then you're going to eat even more donuts because they're not very satiating but yeah. very <laughs> calorie dense. It's yeah. very easy to eat 5,000 calories of donuts. Yeah. And you'll be, you, you're watery. As we said before, you're very watery. Regardless, even if you nail your reverse, even if you are 110% on your reverse diet, you do not eat off plan, whatever it might be, you're still watery. Yeah, exactly. Because at the end of the day, you're eating more carbohydrates. Yeah. Carbohydrates, pull water in. You're going to be holding more water because more carbs are present. Even if they're clean carbs, you're going to be holding more water because there's more carbs. It's just how yeah. it is. What's something else that people might find in a reverse? Kind of like just different situations in a reverse. Different situations. Um, what I've found actually, which can be a little bit dangerous, um, is you will still be quite lean. Like you won't put on like all this body fat in like mm, a no. week, right? Like in the coming weeks, you will still wake up pretty lean. So it's very easy. This is what I've found. To wake up and be like, oh, that didn't do anything. Oh, true. That, so that big meal. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. That did no damage at all. That's actually fine. Yeah. I can do that again. Yeah. And then if you just keep doing that, that's where the problem stems from. Because you're yep. not going to wake up and your body has already metabolized all that food and turned it into body fat and stored it. It doesn't happen that quickly, mm. right? You can see the water retention, but you won't accumulate too much body fat that it will shock you. Just yeah. in a day. So it's very easy to think, you know, I can do that again. That didn't do anything bad to my body. Yeah. So, yeah, a, l- a lot of things there. There's a lot of things that people might experience in a reverse. So if you are experiencing any of those things, I can guarantee you're experiencing one of them, one of those lists. Maybe you're having something else. I don't know. There's so many things <laughs> out there that happens. It's okay. It's not, it's not bad. It's not, it doesn't make you a bad person or anything like that. It just means that you need a bit of guidance and it just means that you need to reach out for some support. If that's your coach, if that's your friend, whoever it might be, don't feel like what you're doing makes you, how am I going to say this? Like a, like a failure. Mm. If anything, staying silent about it and not opening up for support and help and guidance, that's what's going to make you a failure. Yeah, for sure. Like, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. I think there's a lot more people that are confused about the reverse than there are mm. people that are rock solid on the fact that they're nailing the reverse. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot more people that really would need a little bit of help with it. It is so normal. Like, mm. it's like the most normal thing to not really have a crystal clear idea of what you're doing with the reverse. And you've got to be very careful. Your body is, it is in this state where it's like hyper reactive to putting body fat on. Because this is always an example that I give to um, anyone that I talk to about post-show. When you are going through a competition prep, you're essentially starving your body, right? Mm. You're giving it way less food than what it needs. And because your body is so used to, back in the day when we were, say, cavemen, your body wouldn't get a certain amount of food coming through because you're starving. There's no food around. It's scarce. We're not able to hunt, right? So you can go a long period of time without food and your body just thinks oh, there must not be any food around. We must mm. be starving. So then after the show, once you start giving it all this food, your body thinks, oh, we've found food. We don't know when we're going to be scarce of food again. Let's hold on to all of this food, store it as body fat in case we go through another starvation period. That way, if we do, we've got this body fat that we can use to keep ourselves alive. Mm. So your body is in the most prone state to adding body fat on post-show so just keeping that in mind i think levels you out a little bit and then makes you realize if i do go over in this initial period by quite a lot like if you do binge it can be quite detrimental in those first few weeks for sure i find out of all the reverses i've done tracking has been the easiest way personally i know everyone is different some people like to be on a meal plan i found for me being on a meal plan in a reverse made me be restrictive and made me want to binge if that makes sense when tracking i can put whatever i want in there yeah what have you found with it i found tracking 100 i've always been a big advocate for tracking like i know everyone's different in competition prep i personally track 
pretty much all the way up into the show. I've never had any negative effects from it. Like we are still dropping body fat consistently. So I'm a big tracking fan. So outside of prep in the reverse, I find that to be quite useful, yeah. um, especially if you have been on a meal plan leading up to the show. It can make you feel like you have a bit of freedom, but then also make you in a put you in a position where you are achieving the goals that you want to achieve afterwards. Plus, it gives you a good amount of time to try some new foods out to enjoy eating again. But I think having some sort of structure instead of I'm just going to eat a little bit more food here and there. Yeah, no. that can definitely spill over quite yeah. a bit. But uh, initially, after this one, there were a few days where I w- just wasn't tracking. Mm. Like I can intuitionally eat quite well. Like I was just eating good foods, but I did notice when I wasn't confident that I was hitting the right amount of calories. That's when I'd feel a little bit scrambled. Yeah, I was like, yeah. am I eating way too much? Am I eating not enough? But then once, once you start dialing it in, even to like a rough meal plan, like even just making a meal plan on my fitness pal and at least having that as a target, it gives you a bit of confidence that you are doing the right thing. Yeah. I think it's when you don't have that structure and you don't know roughly where you're sitting, that can cause you to self-doubt yourself. You're like, am I even doing the right thing? I have no idea because I have no idea how many calories I'm on. I think intuitive eating is great. I love it. I just don't think it's ideal for people who may not be experienced in it in a reverse. No, I like, agree. If you're experienced, I don't, some of my friends are very experienced with intuitive eating. And, you know, if that's, if that's to you, go for it. You can do it. Like you, you've done it before, right? Mm. You know what to do. But if you have had no experience in it or not enough, I would honestly suggest that you just stick to macro tracking for a bit. And then once your natural hunger cues come back, because we do lose our natural hunger cues, we don't know if we're hungry, if we're not hungry or anything like that. Mm. Like the amount of times that I would find I'd eat out and go, oh yeah, I could eat like a six course meal right now <laughs> and then get one, two in and be like, oh, I feel sick. Yeah. But <laughs> you keep eating because you're like, oh, but I'm still hungry. But you, oh, it's so hard when you go through the natural hunger cue phase. But sure. yeah, like, I just think if you want to do intuitive eating, and if you're not experienced, push that back a little bit. Mm. Do it Do it when the natural hunger cues come back, but try to stick to MyFitnessPal and, you know, meal plans. With the MyFitnessPal, if you're not experienced in it, honestly, take the time to learn it. It I would has been life-changing. Agree. Yeah, yeah it is, it's a game changer because you don't feel restrictive. And because you're not going to want to eat the same foods like every single day, unless yeah. you are like doing a competition prep, unless it's you are that yeah. rigid. But for lifestyle, like it adds a bit of flexibility to it. But saying that, when I was doing the intuitively eating, like I wouldn't recommend that. Like even me, I've been tracking for years, like quite good at it. But I wouldn't recommend that, f- like f- even for myself after show. Like yeah. I do like having that structure. So for anyone else that's not too experienced in doing that, I definitely wouldn't recommend that after show. Tracking your calories is definitely going to be key because it gives you that confidence that you know that you're at least heading in the right direction. Definitely. So on that note though, hunger cues, because that is one that a lot of people (coughs) will tend to struggle with in Mm post-show. They kind of go, oh, I'm just so hungry all the time. Well, yeah, like as we've said, like, you know, your body, it just wants more of it. It makes sense. So how to know if you're actually hungry or not. I always have this rule, especially when I eat out. I do it in the off season as well. But, you know, like when you have that, like, you, what is it, like a garlic bread maybe for starters and you have your main meal, whatever it might be. And then after your main meal, you're like, oh, yeah, I could go dessert. Like, yeah, let, let's, let's all get dessert, like you with your friends and everything. Sure. And then you get dessert and you see it and you're like, oh, I feel sick. Right? When if you just had that second to think about it, you probably wouldn't have ordered it. Mm. Yeah? So I incorporate a 10-minute rule. And it goes for when I'm eating out or when I'm at home. If I'm really unsure if I am just genuinely hungry or if it is just a hunger cue moment, (laughs) I'll force myself the 10-minute rule. So I'll go, okay, give yourself 10 minutes. If you're still hungry, okay, you're actually just genuinely hungry and you want food. But in 10 minutes' time, if you're full, if you're bloated, if you feel satisfied even, or if you just go, oh, like, no, I'm good, then don't get it. Yeah. So what people don't realize that food that you eat will sit in your stomach for a little bit. It won't send that signal to your brain immediately. Yeah. It does take a little bit of time for that signal to actually go to your brain and say, oh, there's actually a lot of food down here. Yeah. You actually don't need any more. Yeah. <laughs> so before that signal gets sent up there, you're still getting those hunger cues. You're yeah. still getting the cues of let's eat more food. We are still hungry because we haven't heard otherwise from the stomach. So it's a great tip. It's definitely got me out of trouble a few times and definitely times where I could have used that and didn't. 
and you're just waddling <laughs> out of this place, <laughs> feeling so ill. I actually did that post show, um, the the day of the show. Because uh, after the show, they've got the treats room upstairs and I was going crazy there. I didn't even go to the treats room Well, I don't think there were any treats left by the time you <laughs> finished your comp. This is true. This is true. By the time you finished, I think we had destroyed all the pizzas. Yeah, there were no <laughs> pizzas left. No, but um, we went out to Guzman's afterwards mm. and I, that was a night I was waddling out of there. And it's not a nice feeling, I tell you what. It's not like all prep. I was like, Guzman's, I'm, I'm going to go there. I'm going to order everything. Like, I'm never going to get full. You get full. <laughs> you definitely, <laughs> you get, definitely full. get full. You definitely get full. But no, it's a great tip. It's definitely um, saved me quite a few times, the 10 minute rule. Even just eating slowly, like when we went out for dinner the other night, went to the beach house. Yeah. It's like our first pub feed in forever. And I ate my meal so slowly. And even you were like, oh, you're taking your time there, babe. And I was like, yeah. But I was just making sure that I wasn't going to feel sick because I yeah. did not want to feel sick. I didn't want to get bloated. I didn't want to, you know, have any of those issues. I genuinely just wanted to feel good still. Yeah. And so I'd have a few bites, sit there for a couple of minutes, chat to Lucas, and then I'd go, okay, I'm still hungry, eat a few more, yeah. sit back, have a chat again. I found that really helped. That was really, really good. Like normally having like, – it was a big meal. It was huge. That was a massive meal. Yep. But I felt great after. Yeah, perfect. Because if I did feel full, I just wouldn't have touched it. There was salad left on the side, but yeah. well, that was like a perfect salad by the end of it. Like completely I ate the untouched. Tomatoes. I ate did the you? tomatoes. I okay, Joe, I missed that. <laughs> it's like they had just come out after you'd finished and just served up a perfect salad. Yeah. Like that untouched. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about food, um, this could be something that some people are a little curious about. I want to ask you this. Your food after show compared to in prep for a show, do you change much? Or is it quite similar to how you eat in a prep? Do you completely change the diet after show? I love the same food. That's personally me. Like I could eat the same meal plan for a whole year. And I'm pretty sure I did that. I had the same meal plan for a whole year. I didn't question it. I didn't care. I'm I'm a very um, routine person. So if I know that at 12 o'clock I have to have chicken and rice, I'll quite happily go and get my chicken and rice, you know. Um, and like I find post show this time, I've kept some of the same foods, may have made it a bit differently. Like instead of having chicken and rice, I'll have chicken and pasta, for example, yep. or instead of having tuna and rice, I'll have salmon and rice. Like I'll just change a few things here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I personally just like my foods. I've added in my muffins again because I really miss my muffins mm-hmm. and I really miss my bagels. So they're back in there, but like, that's the thing. I've added foods in that I naturally do enjoy that I know are still healthy for me and that can fuel me and all those things because, as I said, your body is your home. You do want to fuel your body at the end of the day. What I'm trying to do right now is be healthy. I'm trying to get myself in an optimal position to put on muscle. So I'm not going to put all this, like, Freddo frogs and... You know, just you know what I mean. I'm not no, going to go no, no, eat ridiculous amounts of food. But you don't completely revamp the whole no. meal plan. Just completely get rid of it and then just redo it with all new foods. Not you really. Edit it a little bit. Not really. And also, like one thing that a lot of people forget is most most people, you know, we don't eat gluten or dairy. It's the majority of prep. I don't. I don't think I eat any gluten or dairy during prep. And I'm lactose intolerant as well. Yeah. <laughs> so post show, if I have gluten or dairy i am straight to the toilet like it is bad (laughs) it is bad and so like post show i will still choose gluten-free options i'll still choose if i'm out for dinner and we get pizza i'll still choose the gluten-free base or the gluten-free pasta or whatever it is like if there's a gluten-free option i will still choose it Mm. because i know what's gonna happen if i don't um so when i'm picking my foods post show most of it's still the same because i'm aware that if i just jam pack myself with dairy and gluten it's not going to go down well which i feel like a lot of people potentially do and they don't understand why they feel sick all the time it's because you haven't had those types of foods in a very long time well that's another thing like because i'm the same as you very routine based and keeping the same foods in for the majority i just know that it works yeah like i've been doing it for months i know that when i have this meal at eight and this meal at 10 and this meal at 12 I'm satiated all morning. Like I know I've got my routine in the morning where I prepare all of that. It's just like second nature to prepare all these foods for the day. So I almost don't want to revamp everything. It's just Mm. almost easier just sticking to what you know. And same thing as you, just substituting out a few things. Like (laughs) muffins, I always have muffins. I'm glad you (laughs) You brought the muffins muffins. back in. (laughs) So I'll have two muffins every day. 
And uh, these aren't big chocolate chip muffins or anything. The these English are just muffins. English muffins. <laughs> Quite good for you, as Sam said. You want to fuel your body. You don't do that with chocolate muffins. But um, I, I now have one English muffin and one big bagel. Oh. So just a little swap out like that. A little bit more carb dense because I'm trying to get more carbs in. And just little things like my oats. I'll go from, say, like 60 grams to 80 grams. But I'm still having oats in the yeah. morning. But instead of sliced apples, which are lower in carbs, I'll have blueberries. I'll make little changes like that. So my same meal framework is there. I'm still having the same amount of meals. It's just the calorie amount is just a little bit higher because I'm substituting a few things out. But the routine, it just it works quite well. And that could be another way to squash any like anxiety post-show for yeah. people that are like, what do I eat? It's like, well, you can eat the same foods. Maybe just increase it a little bit to match Change your goals. Yeah. You know, if you're in a deficit and then you hit show and now you want to get back to maintenance and you're incrementally increasing your calories, mainly in carbohydrates and fats, just increase the carb content of your existing meal plan. Yeah. You don't have to revamp everything. So making substitutions or just increasing your rice from 80 to 100 grams can just be little things like that and just takes kind of the question of what do I even eat? Yeah, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. Just what you're already eating because yeah. it works for your body. And like you were saying, it doesn't cause any issues like digestion issues or just makes you feel ill or sick or anything like that because these foods are proven to work for you in the past. 100%. All right. I think we should wrap this up. Yeah, we probably should, hey. It's another episode where we could just keep on going. <laughs> I almost don't want to wrap it up. What else do you want to talk about? <laughs> How's your day? What are you doing later? <laughs> Babe. <laughs> it's a nice day outside. Uh, well, it was. It's now cloudy. But, yeah, it's, um, actually cl- it's actually a terrible day outside. How it, do you feel about that? D- <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on clouds? <laughs> cloudy with a chance of meatballs. <laughs> Ooh, meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> want to go uh, get meatballs? Yeah, we're going to wrap this up and get meatballs. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Well, thank you, as always, for tuning in. Catch us next week. We're going to release another episode. We're going to release these weekly moving forward. We really want to put our foot down on the gas with these podcasts because, as you can tell, we love making them. We really do. <laughs> it's really nice to just sit down and have a chat with you, number one. But then also it's really cool to have people reshare the podcast and message us about it and it's just it's just cool. It's really cool. Yeah, you know? it's it's really fun. Like even just sitting here is just fun just talking because we love this stuff. Yeah. So being able to talk about it is a real thrill. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But thank you guys. We will catch you next week. I am Lucas. You can catch me at Coach Lucas underscore on Instagram. I'm underscore Samantha Wicks on Instagram. And we will see you next week. Bye. See ya.